What happens when two parent coaches, one a Christian and the other an agnostic Jew, sit down to talk about parenting? They take their listeners from surviving to thriving. I'm Dina Thayer. And I'm Kira Dorian. Welcome to Raising Adults, a podcast brought to you by Future Focused Parenting. Hello everyone, Kira and Dina here, and we have a spin cycle to share with you in a moment. We had a great listener question come in and we wanna make sure to answer that. But we first wanted to let you know about a little shift in how we're doing things as we record. Yes, a little shifty shift. So we've, we're changing our YouTube plan for many reasons. <laughs> Not the least of which is that we cannot get a good camera angle for Dina. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves to be seen. Um, we've just had a lot of issues with recording the podcast, and, and both of us feel like it's a little redundant. And so what we actually decided to do, because what we have been asked for are show notes, um, like a condensed version so people can kind of get the gist, go back to some of the key points, you know, re be reminded of what the book is that we recommended or whatever it is. And so Dina came up with this brilliant idea of doing video show notes. And we actually think that's going to be the best way to use our YouTube channel. So we're going to start recording like around a 10 minute video um, after every episode that kind of summarizes it, gives the gist, gives those key points um, and some of the take home stuff. Um, and so that way, listeners who've heard the whole episode, if you want kind of a reminder and those show notes, you can go to YouTube and check that out. And people who prefer to watch on YouTube have an opportunity to kind of get the gist of the podcast without it really feeling so clunky in our laundry room. Absolutely. And I think they can still get a sense of what the episode is about, still go over and listen to the whole thing if they want. The other thing that will be on there is any resources that we mention. So if we do mention a book, we'll make sure that that's in the video. Or if we mention a certain person or practitioner, we'll make sure that that's there as well. And you'll be able to see not just my right ear, you'll be able to see my whole face. <laughs> it's and such a beautiful face, listeners. You need to see it. So that will be wonderful. And one thing that's going to be great about this is people who do want to watch can still do it. And I agree with your word. It keeps out the clunkiness. Mm -hmm. um, we were, those of you who saw, we were saying hello first on the video, then starting the audio, how to say goodbye on the video. I think this is going to be a lot cleaner. And I think people are going to really like it. So we wanted to let you know that that's coming. And hopefully it's going to be really helpful to those of you who have been asking, though, where's, where's more of a great condensed synopsis of what this episode is about? Yeah. And so that's going to start not next week, because next week we have Melissa Lieberman, the corporate mom coach on. She's so fantastic. Um, and she, you know, we can't video interviews. With a guest. It's complicated. We're not all in the same room. Right. Um, so it, next week, it'll just be an audio version of the podcast on YouTube. And then after that, we'll move forward to our little 10-minute synopsis. Starting with the following episode, you'll see that 10-minute synopsis where you can get really the essentials of the episode in a shorter time frame. Yeah. So you'll still get to see us. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our listener question. So yes. Ariana wrote in. She asked a great question. She said, I love this idea of the interrupt rule. That's so great. I can't wait to implement that. But what do I do when I'm in the car and my kids can't reach me? They can't touch my arm or my shoulder or my hip or whatever. Um, and especially, and she brought up like when her and her husband are you know, having a conversation, they want to have a grown-up conversation and the kids are in the back going, mom, dad, mom, you know, how do you create that same level of respect and that same level of politeness from your children in a situation where, let's be honest, it's actually so much harder for them to do what we're asking. Right? Yeah. Or maybe they literally can't reach you or it wouldn't be safe to do so. If you're in a vehicle or some other scenario, 
they can't get their hand on your arm. I mean, that's that's right. the truth of it. And in the car, what's tricky is they can't see your face. Mm-hmm. And because they don't drive, they also don't always know when you're in the middle of something that's important where you actually can't give them your attention. You're changing lanes on the freeway or whatever it that's is. That's a great point that I hadn't um, even thought of that extra layer of what if you really need to pay attention yeah. to the GPS right now. And or... we have something that we do to, to resolve that. Um, but so let's talk about it because you had a really cool – I love <laughs> I love your solution to this. So tell our listeners. So we actually – had a code word and so that way if I heard this word from the back seat then I would know that my children needed me and I could say oh I hear that you need me because I heard the code word and I'm gonna need to finish what I'm saying to the person in the passenger seat or you know what mommy is at the part where she really needs to pay attention to her directions but then I'll be right with you and it just let me know they needed me but eliminated the chaos of repetitive mommy 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 and getting into where the car is a noisy disaster area. Yeah, I love that. Pumpernickel. (laughs) I mean, why not? Yeah. It's a great one. Pumpernickel. Because you're not going to just say that in a sentence, right? Your ear is going to catch that. Yes. Did I not say that that was it? Yeah, that was our word. It was funny. No, you did. I did. Okay. I think. I don't know. Well, it's that's what our (laughs) word was. And we would often even do the thing where you squish your cheeks. And that was our favorite word to say while doing that, you know? You never did this? You're giving me this confused face. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait, now So apparently talk. your family does not play this? No. So S- say pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. <laughs> okay, now you have to watch. You will have to do this on the show notes because <laughs> someday we're going to we're going to play this game on a show notes episode. Oh my goodness. Because it's truly funny. Anything with any like plosive, it's extra hilarious. Pumpernickel. <laughs> This is officially my favorite episode. So this word, because we laughed at it in other settings, they knew it would get my attention. Does this make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. So I have two thoughts on this. So the first thing was if Dave was driving and I was in the passenger seat, I would actually just reach my hand around and they'd put their foot on my hand so that we were still kind of having the same general idea of. I'm letting you know I, that I hear you and you can you can do something about it because that's the thing is they want what they really want is to know that you've heard them. Yes. And so ignoring it's a natural instinct to kind of set the tone of like, I can't you see that I'm in the middle of something I'm going to ignore you. But actually what they want to know is that they're being seen and heard and that you will get to them. Um, which I think we talked about and on I the Manners episode. Why, that's, I mean, that's so great, the reaching back and then there's still some physical contact or like the code word or something where then you can acknowledge, I hear you, because then that is what ramps them up. Well, I'm being ignored. I'm not being heard. I must need to do it more and yes, louder. right. Surely that will solve my problem. Yes. Well, and like I said, they can't see your face. So, it, you know, it, it, it provides a very different scenario for them feeling seen and heard. So that was one thing that we did. The other thing, and I've done this not just in the car, I personally like the mom, mommy, mommy, mama, mama, like that uh, just gets so deeply under my skin. Uh, um, and especially when I'm clearly in the middle of something, like I'm cooking dinner and they're like, mom, mommy, mommy. So what I've actually taught them to do is to say, mom, I can see you're in the middle of something. When you have a moment, could I have your attention, please? Now, obviously, my kids are older. That's not going to work with a three-year-old. Um, but because we were doing these things when they were three, it wasn't so shocking for them to be given some new instructions about how you politely interrupt me. And it works like a charm because there is something about a seven-year-old saying, excuse me, I can see you're in the middle of something right now, right, that kind of puts most adults at ease. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this child is being really thoughtful of 
the situation and of the fact that I am in the middle of something, they're being observant. So I've seen it work really well with their teachers as well. Um, but at home, it, it for me, it uh, diffuses my frustration when they want to talk to me while I'm cooking or in the car that and I'm changing so lanes in the freeway. So Rhiannon will often, she's she's better at it than Reese. You know, she loves to listen to music in the car. So we'll get in the car. I'll be reversing and she'll say, Mommy, I can see that you're busy driving right now. When you have a moment, could we turn the radio on? And it just helps me. I feel I'm not like, you know, what's the word? Like all stressed and tense because someone's screaming at me from the backseat. You made me think of something that is really applicable here, and that is something that I used with my kids, although it's an idea I got from another fantastic mom. And she would often, if she was requested to do something at an inopportune time or maybe even in not the most respectful and polite way, would ask right back, do you have a polite request for me? Mm. And it makes such a difference. And so I ended up using that with Sienna and Mark, and it was uh, to it was beautiful. And that way, I didn't get the repetitive mommy, 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 or I need this, or can we do this right now? I could turn it back to them. And you and I both are big fans of questioning. So I could say, do you have a polite request for me? And give them that chance to ask politely and calmly. And that diffuses things. But there's also something on the front end that I thought of that even with younger kids, I would sometimes teach my kids to ask, are you busy? And they could say that even when they were little. And I still have cute memories of them. You busy, mommy? (laughs) Because then I could say, oh, yes, but I'll be right with you. Or no, what do you need? And it's their way of also using questioning, which is such a great skill to learn really early on. Ask what people are up to. How are they feeling? How are they doing? This is one small way you can do that. So it's it's just one of my favorites. I love that. And you know what I love about do you have a polite question for me is you're you're giving them that gentle reminder. You, you are still setting that boundary, but you're doing it in this really loving and kind of gracious way, right? Like, oh, I can see that you forgot <laughs> how we ask right. for help in a situation like this. And then it doesn't feel punitive no, at all. It's exactly. just a gentle reminder. And then, that, oh, yeah, I need to rephrase. Yes, you I know. do have a polite request. Yes. How do I say that politely? Yes, let me rephrase. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Fabulous. Well, uh, Ariana, I hope that was helpful. And other listeners, I hope that was helpful. Oh, you know what we're going to talk about? We found out that podcast hosts are supposed to name their listeners. Oh, yes. Right? That's right. They're supposed to name them um, with a cute name. So here's what we came up with for you. (laughs) You guys are FFPs, your future-focused parents, your FFPs. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you have a better idea? Right in. Info, let us know. Let us know. Info at futurefocusedparenting.com. And if you have any questions, FFPs, uh, feel free to write them in. You know we love our spin cycles, so you can send it to that email address. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Future Focused Parenting, Parenting and at, at Raising Adults Podcast. Podcast. This has been a fun one. I enjoyed it immensely. Thanks for listening.